International Orienteering Podcast Mapping Compass Navigation Skill Orienteering Competition like International Orienteering Podcast Yes, very welcome. We, we will continue from where we ended in the last traditional episode. It will be a lot of Switzerland this time because of both the World University champs and the Swiss championship. Uh, last uh, mentioned, the Swiss champs was in actually the same terrains as the World University champs. And both since talked. And there has also been some relay running in Finland with the Finnish Relay League and in Norway at the Night Talk. You were in the orienteering shoes um, at the Night Talk uh, yourself. Uh, but first, we will pick up with you for the World University Champs. <clears throat> yes, uh, what was the biggest challenges at the University Champs, Ivo? Uh, I think uh, in general, the, it was a very nice uh, World University Champ. It was a good start list. Uh, always been the last edition style followed. And good level competition, good level starting. And there was some really... So... Uh, but, uh, yeah, some, some big surprises and some... Habits were really... Doing what they were supposed to do. So it was. Uh, championship. And uh, if we start with uh, the guesses, um, uh, it was a good start for you in the um, women uh, sprint uh, where you uh, guessed Gempola before Norman and, and Calandri. And uh, the result was. I mean, Ellen Gempola, and even if it's. The race with the smaller hesitation, it was more than enough to their win. One ahead of Inca Limonen from Finland and Cecile Calandri from France. So that was a good start for me. Yeah. And um, in the men's class, you um, you guessed for Aston Key, August Molén uh, and uh, Jonathan Gustafsson. And uh, also there you had um, at least one of the guys at the podium. Yeah, while Ellen Gempele won with a very big margin in the women's class, it was much closer in the men's class. Uh, he, he won the gold medal. Timo Suter from... And then a bit of a surprise, I would say, with the, the former... Uh, finding his top uh, winning the uh, so that really really close battle for the bronze medal I think Colby was once just behind in fifth place uh, a lot of guys within 10-15 seconds of the ball uh, but Gustafsson and Timo Suter they were a bit uh, in their own division. Um, yeah, Gustafsson, uh, he, he was a medalist at uh, the knockout sprint also at the World Champs. Uh, so, yeah, uh, maybe not uh, so big surprise, but uh, maybe a bit uh, disappointment for uh, August Molén, who was uh, down at uh, 35. Uh, down. He was. It was. Uh, uh, it's actually. Is if you go to rewatch his Jeep because they're halfway past the arena, change uh, and the women's class map change caused a lot of problems because a lot of people they were not wrong in the marked route out to the next start, they took the wrong turn directly after the uh, arena passage control. Uh, ran perfectly through, then it seems like he 180 degrees wrong. Because after the starting point, he just went in direction. Yeah, it looked like it is forever to relocate. So that was a bit of a yeah extraordinary see from a good. Uh, 
uh, I noticed that um, the courses, quite uh, quite fast courses, uh, winning times um, below 12 minutes. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's really is a big difference if it's 13, 14, 15. Uh, but yeah, I think a short course, it's it kind of to the main spread. Uh, I don't really like it when the sprint races turns 15, 16, 17 minutes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was a in Budos for the World Cup. So for me, it's uh, yeah a shorter sprint like this. Ah, it's good. Uh, sprint courses you refer to there. We uh, in Norway call the, that uh, Norwegian sprint. Uh, <laughs> the, at least before. Some years ago, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, continue. Just continue. Yeah, about that. I mean, uh, when the sprint was a new discipline, uh, I think Norway were really, really big sprint events. So you know, some 17, 18 minutes. So, but I think we are a lot better now than 15 years ago. Yeah, but uh, then we can continue um, to look at the uh, long distance then. Uh, there you guessed uh, two miss two, Östberg and Hapala in the women's. Uh, but uh, there was, uh, there were not uh, one of those who picked a bi really big win. Tell me about that. Katrin Müller, Switzerland. She really, really dominated this four minutes. And, I mean, she was fourth in the sprint the day before, and she's a better forest runner than a sprint runner. In my After the sprint race, it was maybe not a big surprise that she would win the long distance. But yeah, it was a real... Uh, it seemed like the... Close to perfect, and her speed was really good. So winning with a big margin before the and, two uh... in taking a third. Yeah, you had the, both of them at um, in different uh, order in the, you guess in the podium. So that that was not so big a surprise uh, uh, for an expert like you. Um, in the men's class, yeah, you, but, um, I mean, yeah. Before, I mean, I must say it's like uh, uh, when, uh, yeah, for on the Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, friend, friend, friend. Friend also, I mean, for her to be able to run a solid race and win a medal, that's uh, that's a great achievement. Yeah, of course, of course. No uh, doubt about that. About my stay for the silver medal. Happened, but she was uh, replaced in the Swedish team. Didn't run that uh, It was a bit strange because she was running the day before, around the middle of this. Uh, so I don't know what happened there. Uh, it, could, it could be um, prioritizing the other, um, uh, the other disciplines and uh, the other days because it's quite a tough uh, week. Uh, yeah, or you know, it's like uh, the Navy runners, they're also pretty good at uh, skipping a race if, uh, if they feel like they're. So that could be an explanation. Yeah, you had uh, at least a guest um, other Scandinavian at the top on the men's class. Uh, Svansk ahead of uh, Pascal Buch and uh, uh, Moulet. Uh, here we had, uh, yeah, just. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, three penalties, but the three wrong runners. Long distance race, it was really exciting. Uh, in Fabian Abel, mostly known as the little brother of Simona, he took it. And I think that was a bit of a surprise for most people. Uh, good race, no big, could see. And then he won the gold medal ahead of Simon Imark and Mathieu Perrin from France. And yeah, Mathieu Perrin, he had a really, really good race for so long, and it looked like he was about to take the wick. He made a... It was a bit strange mistake. 
Plasma Crawl. Speed of about a minute to being almost a minute behind. But um, uh, to summarize uh, the long distance, I, uh, it was so big a win for Müller. Um, do you think um, that would... Uh, yeah, could we count on her for uh, the real world champs next year in Switzerland? Or what do you think, if you want, were a challenge to predict? Um, well, I mean, she has been running in the World Cup in the team uh, the last two years. Uh, she was running European champs, and so far, uh, I think the, the the real top level is still uh, being quite a bit uh, percentage to be able to fight for the best. Uh, and also the terrain, uh, I think the WUK long distance is not relevant. Uh, that is coming next year. Um, uh, both Fabian Ebersold and Katrin Müller, they are coming from 40-50 kilometers away from where the race was held. So I think they are, this was really like home terrain when it comes to the type of... Um, so I, when you win with big runners, uh, you to, do, to perform really well in other... I think, uh, yeah, I would, I need in the top 10 uh, at the World Cup before I think she can be a real challenger for the World Championship next year. Uh, and one, yeah. Just with Fabian Ebers. Yeah, in, in the men's class. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah there it was uh, uh, a more, um, yeah, and it was Perrin who uh, was uh, fighting really hard for the goal a long time. But what I noticed, noticed was that um, if you, you looked at the GPS, there were uh, a lot of runners missing. Uh, well, uh, I never motivated the miss, uh, uh, but it was uh, at the first control. How do you, um, did you see that? How do you analyze that? Yeah. I think mostly I would say, you know, championship. Yeah. You're a bit stressed and you don't take time to... Because in this terrain, it's very important are able to understand what areas on the map. Uh, to your, your faster terrain. Uh, I think this is the type of terrain style that uh, is the worst for the Scandinavian runners that doesn't have a lot of experience in specific training in this kind of area. Uh, because and the volunteer is really good at using the, the contours. It's really good at using the but vegetation steps. Yeah. Uh, that's harder. Um, so I think that's uh, yeah. Runners, uh, need to. Uh, yeah, I think that can be an explanation of a lot of. Also include. Yeah, uh, I see. This. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then uh, to the sprint relay, that um, that's always a nice uh, discipline with a tight battle. Uh, but uh, there were, if we should look at your guesses, um, uh, there were no big surprises. You guessed Switzerland, Sweden, and Finland, and that was also what we we saw in the end at the results. Um, how will you comment on that? Uh, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, my argument was that uh, she would be too strong. Uh, um, but then it was a Sweden started really well, and Jonathan Gustafsson on the second leg, he got a small gap. Uh, but then August Mele, yeah, not a good race. He lost a lot of time, and Sweden uh, lost and just cruising for Elin Gempley on the last day and they won with close to a minute. And then Finland also, yeah, they were fighting with Sweden for on the last leg, but and beat Inka. I think uh, that the standout 
standout performance in sprint relay. That's the Spanish team. I was not uh, thinking about them uh, as a medal contender, but they were up there with uh, with two and a half legs yeah i mean when they got through the first leg there i um i understood that they would could be um, dangerous uh, fighting for a real top uh, position because uh, yeah they are uh, good runners after that so yeah uh and if we continue to the middle distance then we are uh, in a really interesting race in a um, challenging terrain um you guessed uh, Jalava Sonnesson and Bachmann in the women's class. And also here you have um, at least some nation uh, correct, but not the runners. Not the runners. Yeah, first, uh, Annie Jalava, she never made it to the start line of this uh, change. So, uh, so she was out already before the start. Uh, but then when she won, the other Finns, they were doing really, really well. So Ida Hopp, the former junior world champion uh, at long distance, she won the middle distance here. Three seconds ahead of Katrin Müller. And then with another Finn, which is still a junior, she was in fourth place from Switzerland. But she was about a minute. The, the three couple are quite... Uh, the rest yeah um and this was a, a race in a terrain that suited the uh, scandinavian runners quite well um uh, not not so and we will we'll also see that on the men's results there you guessed Perrin, hector and imark and we uh, can say so much that it was the right names but uh, mixed positions of the guesses ah uh, uh, not no, not no, no. That's right. Not exactly. Yeah. So Victor Svensk, he goes in the long distance. His speed was really good, but he made many mistakes. Here in the middle distance, his speed was still really good, but also his rate clearing was on point. He took the gold medal second side of Simonim. Ring was about a minute behind, yeah. and the really close battle was for the bronze medal. Aston Key came on a loss uh, number. Really challenging at the Aperin, but it was three seconds too late to the finish. So he ended up place. And then I think the uh, it's quite close. It was more than 10 within two minutes and 20 seconds. So yeah, middle distance should be close. Uh, but the, the difference between the really good ones and the best or they are to be taken. Uh, and the, the courses and the terrain was also um, yeah, r really suitable for um, yeah, difficult uh, middle distance. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, fun competition to watch. And uh, uh, as also uh, the relay, uh, relays were uh, tight fights um, between the countries there uh, in a three-person relay. You guessed uh, in the women's class, Finland, Sweden, and Switzerland. But uh, here, uh, it was um, some, uh, I would say, but what do you say to France winning their relay for women? Yeah, this this was a really big surprise. So uh, while the, the middle distance was up in the Utah mountains, here for the relay, they were, it was back down to the more flat uh, Mitterland area of Switzerland. So it was done the same as the long distance. Uh, and special orienteering in a way, but also, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, it was really close, really close in, uh, in both classes, class where the top teams are within less than 20 seconds. So it was really excited. It's an exciting race to follow. It was a shame there was no TV. Uh, but just from the GPS, it looked really exciting. In the end, France ended up winning ahead of Switzerland and Sweden, with Finland at the podium in fourth place. 
But um, there were uh, actions um, almost uh, all the way to the finish line. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So I mean, in the past arena, uh, after maybe eighty percent of the course, so the law was not. Uh, Switzerland had a big lead alone in the front of the with a group coming about one minute half minute behind and Miller was going to secure the gold medal and the third last controller third loss I think it was 100 meters on the finish she has a gap on and she missed a control that is 15 or 20 meters she get caught and France are positive, but she to take the medal, but it feels like really wasting the goal. It was all in her hands. Uh, there is a former um, um, Norwegian national team coach called Esten uh, Valsin. You maybe know him from your club, Tilving. He says that you should never have a gold medalist from earlier in the champs on the last leg because that uh, anchor uh, will uh, lose the hunger for a new gold medal. Is that what's uh, happening here or is it just um, the nerves? Uh, I don't uh, I don't know. I think I think that's uh, there is listening a quote like that and I mean I think uh, for the uh, World Championship, we have seen several examples of uh, where runners that have not maybe had the best World Championship themselves, uh, maybe have some disappointment from the individual races, running last leg and securing the gold medal, like part of you know, the revenge. Uh, it's uh, too easy to say that you should never have an individual champion. To, uh, to make case, a quote, it maybe would have been better to have a different. Uh, yeah, I mean, when she best Swiss the whole week, so I, she was an obvious pick for that last leg. Yeah, I see. Is there uh, something else you want to mention about the uh, women's uh, relay? Yeah, we talked about Spain doing a really good. Uh, but this uh, relay in the end they ended up 10th place, which is yeah not spectacular. But Spain were actually leading off the two legs, uh, yeah. and they were they were first changer were on the first leg. They were first to change over in the second leg. So I I don't think any Spanish women have performed at this before. So exciting times ahead. Yeah, the, that's uh, interesting. We need some new countries coming up. But in the men's class, there were no uh, really new countries coming up. You guessed for um, Sweden, France and Norway in um, the men's class. And um, yeah, uh, it was uh, Sweden, Switzerland and Finland at, um, at the end. But uh, yeah, something was happening also there. Yeah, also here it was a really, really close relay. In half a minute, starting on the uh, and uh, there was together in the forest during the last leg. And Sweden with Viktor Svensk, uh, the relay uh, for them. Uh, France, second place. Uh, they got disqualified. I'm not not you missed the punching or if you missed actually forgot the it's hard to see from the gps i was finished in second place and we're celebrating the silver qualified for missing punch uh, and then switzerland and finland took the so yeah Sweden, uh, switzerland finland, not a big surprise uh yeah and um uh Norway was in the battle for the medals but uh, when we know what was happening on the Saturday there uh, it was uh, yeah it was uh, really unclear if Norway was able to have a team at the starting line uh, uh, at the relay uh, for a long time uh, 
but uh, they they yeah. were in the fight for a medal. Yeah, tell me about it. You know, like no, if you if you if you see the result or we had on this week, I mean, normally that would be, uh, yeah, you could be a bit critical about uh, the things that happened behind and how part of this Norwegian team uh, has been to Odin Heindal. I mean, every almost every is actually runners from uh, so yeah of course they've been really really hard affected and yeah i'm just impressed that they were to run, run uh, and get through the week so oh, yeah no reason to be disappointed that's important no that that doesn't matter at all uh, if uh, you use the perspective and uh, yeah look at the big picture of this uh, but um, uh, if you look at the World University Champs, um, can we conclude on anything here? Or was there anything that surprised you? Uh, are there any new names coming up? Um, surprise was the French women winning the, the real uh, that deserves. Uh, and hopefully these girls can and then up often actually be for in the world championship really great um otherwise i think it yeah it was a good uh yeah good championship overall courses uh nice uh, in some parts of switzerland is a bit special the long distance race uh, i don't think there was a single leg on the men's course where you play in the same in the women's course uh, no single legs cross a path or you were run on a path so uh, it's a bit special orienteering to what uh, one normally forest orienteering running in the wilderness uh, but that's how it is here and it's still uh, still uh, orienteering ability that is deciding the race very good. Uh, I think uh, I think it's a good change that happened before the book that uh, the age limitation was taken down from 28 to 25. Uh, yeah, we get to see a lot of runners that have been good in the junior world championship the last years and been not high level uh, internationally on the championship yet but uh, they are young and they are still improving and they still uh, it's easy forgotten a bit when you're not or me the app the you you can see that is a good start other pro different from have every chance make that name more famous in the future uh, one question um, Czech Republic if I say Czech Republic yeah. I'm missing them uh, in the top of uh, especially long and relay terrain uh, it's quite uh, like uh, you find uh, many places in Czech Republic uh, are they uh, in a down in a valley I think uh, uh, I would not really, because uh, two best runners uh, from Czech Republic that is in the right age category and could have been here, Thomas Krieg, uh, they would have been clear if they were here, of course, with the European Championship summer, and therefore they did not go to this event. Uh, but still, uh, I, I was uh, positively surprised by us in the long distance he, uh, before covid uh, he was uh, one of the best juniors in the world and in the 2019 j or maybe it was 2018 it was i don't quite remember uh, but then it's been some quiet years and now he was back and finishing on the fourth place in the long distance so that was impressive it's almost he's like he's like one of those examples i may i was thinking like the good juniors and then you kind of forget you kind of forget them 
up here and you can see they have been spending the time useful and they are still really, really yeah it's important that they get an opportunity to shine uh if we could use those words um and uh in uh, saturday and sunday during the uh, world university champs uh, there were a parallel uh, competition in the swiss championship uh tell me about that i know that you have been uh, course setting uh, or cool course setter at the relay there maybe no, no, no. I, ha I have been pre-running the relay courses. Okay, okay. In the course. But I, I ran the... I ran the... Summer. Uh, uh, so yeah, in the, the, the Saturday of the middle yeah. distance. Yeah, yeah. So with the middle distance. First things first, middle distance. Uh, yes, so middle distance. It was uh, in the women's class, Simona Abersold really... Yeah, really gave an and she won with three minutes ahead of Elena Ross and then Paula took the last medal. I think there was any real uh, almost the whole thing is the established team you expect to see in the and the European Champs and World Championship. And then below there it's the younger ones. Uh, so but yeah, Simone Ebersold on a short middle distance the winning time was only 26 minutes that shows uh, that shows really high which is from the european champion yeah it was a big uh, win also in the european champion but uh, there were no swiss european champion in the men's class uh, tell me about that in the swiss champs well uh, women's class was a big difference. It was much closer in the men's class. Uh, but Matthias Kibutz, he won ahead of Florian Hovalt. Martin Hohmann beat his brother Daniel for the last medal place. Uh, I think the, the most standout result is actually Andreas Kibutz finishing in fifth place. He tired and he hasn't been training a lot since then. And here he beat the national team runners when he finished fifth. Uh, but I will also uh, give a star, a star for uh, Tino, Martin Hubman, because he has been injured since the World Champs, uh, where he, uh, he has struggled with the hamstring uh, since then. And then uh, 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 he getting a medal here is quite good. He's quite uh, past the back on a high level, I think. Yeah, he... During the knockout sprint of the World Championship, and then he missed the, the World Games and he missed the European Champs because of this injury. Uh, obviously, back at I expect be very eager to perform well at the World Cup final. It's uh, yeah, and it's uh, it was uh, definitely as you know uh, for brother uh, at, uh, to a really good runner. It's uh, prestige to. To beat your uh, old brother. Yeah, I, th I think Martin Hubman is a bit more used to beating Daniel than I were. I am to beat Olaf. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm sure for him it's always nice to beat the older brother, especially when it's like uh, the last medal spot. Yeah, uh, but on Sunday as relay, they were uh, both on the winning team in the relay. Yeah, so uh, the day after it was the Swiss Relay Champs and the Hubman brothers, they yeah. uh, play together a, John, a young junior, uh, Janis Hutz. Uh, so, so yeah, OL yeah. up there. They won Iceland and with Fethikon on third place. And Basel, oh. that's the team of uh, yeah. Oa Spinden and Christoph Meyer. Fefikon, I think uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the club. So team runners fighting it out in the last leg, and uh, Daniel Hubman, he was better than Christoph Meyer and won the relay for Regioville. And in the women's class, there was uh, yeah, the most uh, known uh, Swiss uh, club, maybe in um, the Nordic relay, Will Noska. Yeah, so, Will Noska, they won. Uh, 
they didn't I don't yeah they didn't have the the best team I think uh, but they had Sabine Hawks with last leg and two teams and took North to victory uh, in second place there was the Anko team uh, I think they they are Switzerland and new girls in the team uh, really good performance by those young girls uh, and then Argus got the medal and they had Natalia Gempele on the last leg. Uh, we were talking a bit about uh, Natalia Gempele in the episode before the World University Champion. She was prepared to start in the Swiss National uh, no, Championship. Uh, it seems like she didn't run the middle distance, but then she ran the relay here. And first official medal in the Swiss Championship then. And uh, a junior team uh, winning a silver medal in uh, national champs. You, uh, you was in uh, the same uh, uh, in uh, uh, almost uh, in 2008 in Tromsø. The full team with you and uh, uh, two brothers, uh, Forsat Ingo, all you juniors, got a silver medal there. Was that right? Yeah. So you know how the feeling was. Yeah, that's ancient. Uh... Yeah, for for us it was great when we were juniors. Medal in the in the. So, if the uncle girls had similar feelings, they very happy. Off. Yeah, but uh, how is it uh, with the relay culture in Switzerland? If you compare to uh, the relay culture in the Nordic countries, I know there's quite prestigious uh, the Norwegian champs, uh, and I also. Uh, uh, you have uh, probably also run the Swedish champ for the Södertälje. Uh, yeah, how is it? Can you compare? Uh, and you have a girlfriend from Switzerland. Uh, I think the biggest difference is the is the the club culture uh, in Norway, and Sweden, Finland. Really strong, and with a strong club culture, the relays uh, in Switzerland, the clubs are not that strong. Uh, it's a bit strange with the rules. You can you can represent clubs at the same time. So if you see a result list from Switzerland, some of the top runners they are represented with clubs in the result list. And also for the Swiss relay champs, it's I still think it's like this uh, that you can actually just put a team together. You don't have to be in the same club. Uh, you could just put a team together, three friends, and you could win a medal. Uh, this year, all the medal winners were real clubs. Uh, long ago, since there was like this kind of friends team that. Uh, so the yeah, the relay culture in Switzerland is uh, weak compared to the culture in Nordic countries, by my opinion. Uh, and the reason for that is the the club culture is a bit weaker, but. Uh, and some of the clubs in Switzerland are really big and they have uh, a lot of activities together and there's yeah, kind of the same culture as you see in the bigger Nordic clubs. Uh, so maybe that's changing more and more to stronger clubs in, from Switzerland in the future. Yeah, I see, I see. International Orienteering Podcast. Yes, um, we pick it up again with the Nordic uh, club culture. Uh, there were some Nordic relays uh, last weekend. Um, we started uh, Youth Jokola, or uh, who would you spell it in uh, Finnish, Ivo? I think Nuotten Jokola, which is Jokola, uh, <laughs> yeah. to 18 years old. And uh, men, uh, I think, important for the Finnish their club culture with the youths, uh, and then sometimes there is uh, Swedish clubs also there, but they are not often fighting for the top spots. Uh, what can we um, take note uh, from uh, this relay uh, this weekend? What did you notice? Um, the first. I was looking for the, the GPS uh, and when I opened the GPS tracking, I kind of, whoa, this map look uh, 
uh, it seems like more than half of the map is gray uh, with this open bare rock. So it must have been a really fast race. Uh, quite uh, interesting. The kind of terrains that you see, you don't see it any other places really. Uh, really nice uh, terrain for the kids to run in. Uh, and then when it comes to the race, uh, it ended with Sumta ahead of Lynx and with Tampere appearing in third place. Uh, I think the most interesting part of the event was that uh, Espoon turned really over and did it on the sixth leg uh, with Celia Kempe running that leg. And it's uh, really interesting. Uh, she's, I think she's first year 17 this year, and she was running the, the jaywalk in Portugal early this summer. And she stood out uh, on the sprint race there, uh, leading the race halfway with a big lead. I think she was about 20 seconds of later winner, uh, was halfway through in the made some mistakes and ended up far, far behind. But uh, just that first that race showed really, really great potential. So you see what she at the Jaywalk Forest race in. Uh, that would be will be really interesting. Uh, there will um, then we will also see Hanna Lundberg uh, coming in the, to the to the game. Uh, she was injured uh, when they had the sprint uh, distances summer. But we can continue in Finland because they had this uh, Finnish Relay League, or what will you call that in Finnish? Yeah, oh, that's a strange name. Was it Kiteman Rasti or Kite or something like that? Uh, the Finnish names, yeah. they are hard for us. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, it was uh, quite short legs. Uh, and normally in these kind of relays, you have the longer leg as the last leg, short, long, second, and then it was a short last leg. Uh, but it was a really a quite close relay. Uh, in the women's class, Tamp the one uh, after a brilliant leg, uh, last leg, by Venla, Venla Hario, uh, the European champion. She showed that she is clearly the best also at home soil. Went from last leg uh, and with even here, they are also taking the lead of the yeah. overall Vesteliga with two. And the relay, Kove, uh, they have dominating the Vesteliga this year. And they won once again. Ikalisten Museva Voima, Finnish names to pronounce. Ikalisten. Uh, and then Navi, the East, in the third place. So also here, in the overall. Uh, and if they don't get this goal in any of the last two relays, it will be really hard to for any teams to pass them. Yeah, but uh, just uh, to mention uh, about the women's relay, um, self-confident. Uh, you can't uh, buy that on the grocery store. Uh, I think uh, Van Lahoyu got a lot of that in the European champs. Um, what do you think yeah, about such a short uh, relay with only three legs and yeah, a lot of action? I think it's, it's really from a uh, spectator kind of view. Uh, you know, you, you, it's, it's kind of yeah, European Championship, quite uh, short legs uh, with quite a bit of forking. So there's a... Uh, uh, has the possibility to do the difference when they have their own forkings, but it's also close enough to really build up the excitement. Uh, and quite often, these kind of relays is uh, very exciting. Uh, while you see, example, for Team Mila, some year the last four legs is quite boring because one team has 10 15 minutes lead. In these short the relays alive all the way to the finish. Uh, I think it's a really good format, and it seems uh, like the yes, yeah, good format that is working quite well. Also, with um, 
Maybe uh, you can answer on that, but uh, Nighthawk, the Norwegian relay, they have maybe not found the right format. Or you were there this uh, weekend, uh, last weekend at Ringkollen in uh, Hønefoss, Ringerike. Uh, uh, tell a bit about uh, Nighthawk this year. Yeah. The race held about one hour over. So everything set for yeah. You you had the opportunity to get a lot of teams there, but uh, classes it was really really bad. Yes, now you went for kids. Uh, there is these mass start races for the kids up to twelve years, and then there's the the U three teams. Uh, in the elite classes, it's been quite weak. I think teams in the women's class and just over 20 teams in the men's class and that's a huge dip from i thought started eight nine years ago um but uh we saw a new team on top in the men's class uh, what is happening in upsal at the moment yeah so upsal they won ahead of uh, tyrving beckelag in third place and for People outside of Norway, you probably don't know a lot of stuff, uh, but they have a quite youth department of the club with a lot of uh, youth runners and juniors. And then uh, they the deal with a big sponsor. So now they have financial financial uh, setup uh, and they are aiming to become a really good team also at senior level. So they have Got a new, uh, a bunch of new guys from uh, NTNUI, uh, finished their studies, moved to Oslo, uh, and yeah, uh, Uppsala. They uh, the first win in relay with the uh, with for them, and uh, it's probably be the last time we hear about Uppsala quite far. And uh, there was an interesting battle on the last leg there. It was uh, Vega Javis Vestergaard against head to head against Håkon. Uh, no name Javis Drage, but it was it is uh, Vega's older brother. Mm. Yeah, old brother. He went out with a minute gap, uh, but yeah, uh, he said that his physical form was not that caught by the younger brother. And very away from him, and in the almost four minutes difference. Um, talking about the format, uh, so for those who, who haven't been running Night Talk, it starts with the uh, for the men's it's four leg with, and then it's a start in the day. Uh, and then uh, there was some years ago, it was really, really big differences between the best teams and the second best. So the night talk decided to change the format a bit. So in the chasing start, since you are behind, is halved. Uh, for example, in this relay, it was quite uh, that Tyrving was more than 16 minutes ahead after the night. Uh, but because of this, with only an eight-minute gap instead of a 16-minute gap. Uh, so it, I don't think it's a lot of relay where that has been run over the relay. Yeah, uh, but uh, in the women's class, there were uh, definitely the, the team running fast during the relay who won. So Nidal, they came with uh, most of their good runners, and Nidal, they they are really the team for the women's. They have been performing. Norwegian Championship in Yukola and now when they're coming with a, a good squad they were totally crushing so Nidan they won with big margin ahead of Ås and then with Uppsal on third place so it's not only the men's on the move also the women's are yeah, getting closer to the top uh, worth note uh, there is that uh, Hosken as I call her, Anna-Margrethe Hösken-Oberg. She is back running. Her hamstring is good again. And uh, 
the rumors telling that she will uh, take part in uh, the Norwegian champs in uh, two weeks. So watch out. Yeah, watch out. She uh, is, is she 46? 46, but still uh, Yeah, that's right. 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she clearly has to be one of the challengers for a medal at the Norwegian champs. Uh, so it would be if the young, if the young national team runners can beat her, we will wait. And... Should we uh, put the pressure on the young, and then yeah, that, uh, mean... they... she has been injured all the entire season, and age is finally catching up with her. I don't think so no. yet, but yeah, the young ones they should. I mean, they have never had a better chance to be. But you know how it is with horses and horse show. When the show is on, the old horse is going for the victory again. Yeah. International Orienteering Podcast. So, and now we have a new weekend coming up uh, quite fast, Tara. What can you pick out from the grocery store of goods for us? In orienteering. This weekend it's uh, quiet up in the northern country. So Norway, Sweden, there's like district champs, so we don't have to bother about that. Uh, instead, we turn our eyes down to Switzerland, where they have these uh, national competitions up in the mountains of Ticino. And it's really, really interesting. Uh, yeah, it's. Um... 11 months to the world champs in um, Switzerland. How, how important is it to show your muscles? Um, yeah, say one year ahead. Yeah, I think uh, I think the, the world important in that. Uh, but what we can see teams uh, that has been on training camp, Switzerland is this there is a very, very good start list for these races. Uh, sure. Mountain, so uh, kind of the same type as we are see next year, uh, and you can see that there is a, a lot of the runners that is in the top ten. Making uh, they are. Um, I know that. Uh... From the Norwegian team, there are some what we call in Norway program heroes. Uh, Magne Dali is uh, sick and he is not in Switzerland. And uh, Asker Schinneberg disabled his shoulder a couple of weeks ago, so he's not 100%. Uh, but uh, uh, what do you think if, um, if uh, some national team runner is uh, beaten by the national team coach Anders Norberg this weekend? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I saw that the Uber and is on the start list. I think the, most of them should beat Janus Almi. Uh, but Anders Nu, uh, he would be uh, the younger Norwegian guys that uh, maybe a bit more unstable technically. So, but they will all beat Nuberg and then they will also check the. Uh, uh, I think it will be uh, really exciting to see Kasper Fosse run against Matthias Kibur. Yeah, uh, we have also to mention Gustav Bergman is always uh, performing good. And uh, in the women's class, we have also a lot of really good runners. Uh, we are maybe missing Tove at the starting list, uh, but uh, uh, she is in Switzerland. I, I don't know if uh, she will start or not. Yeah, uh, she's not on the start list, I suppose. You still have uh, Simone you have Andrine Benjamins, yeah. uh, and Lisa Risby, and also the rest of the Swiss national team. So the level is going to be really high. Uh, but then, of course, uh, on a race like this, uh, most of the runners, they have been on a training camp the whole week. Uh, so it's exactly how tired they are from the training, how motivated for the races. So I think we can see some 
uh, we can see some surprises here. Uh, but yeah, if uh, if you are running really really good at these races, then I think also at the World Cup in a month's time. Uh, yeah, and what more do we have to look out for? Uh, is there some other goods uh, from the? Yeah, some, some nice, uh, really some nice uh, interest. Other places too. Uh, it's the I think it's tomorrow. Uh, then it's the like tomorrow. That's Saturday. Uh, we are we. Uh, so on Saturday there is the Danish Middle Champs. I think it's the same terrain as the Jaywalk Relay was in 2019. Yeah, they have a good start list with most of the best Danish runners there. And I saw that there will be uh, a lot of like TV. We'll have some TV broadcast. Uh, there will be GPS tracking. Uh, so if you have some time on uh, Saturday afternoon, I think they started for TV broadcast. Go to the website and then you should be able to find the links to follow this race. It's always, always uh, TV broadcast for interior races. Uh, there is uh, maybe not a broadcast, but there are definitely high altitude at the French champs this weekend. Yeah, so the French championship in Rio is organized in the Southern Alps, I think. Uh, a ski station called Risul. Uh, and I saw that the embargo all the way up to the peak of 2,400 meters. So there is going to be some really high altitude racing. I don't think it's possible to follow this race in a meaningful way. You know, maybe there is live results, maybe there's GPS tracking, I don't know. But uh, I'm really looking forward to look at the maps afterwards. Because when you have a long distance race up in the mountains like that, it's really for some very nice long legs. So I'm, I'm really excited to see the map uh, from the in France. But uh, what do you think about uh, competing uh, in, on such uh, high altitude? Yeah, um, I, I don't have a lot of experience from running at high altitude. Uh, but I ran at the Swiss U week last year. I think there was a race about two, way over 2,000 meters. And uh, yeah, when you are in bad form, uh, you really get hurt by the lack of oxygen. Uh, I think uh, the better form you are, the uh, the sh you are the high altitude. Uh, but in uh, cross country skiing, they have a limit on altitude, uh, and that's uh, far below uh, two thousand four hundred. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's eight, something like that. Yeah, yeah but uh, but you know in the in mountain running and in cycling they go up way over two thousand. So yeah, it's it's not dangerous or anything uh, as long as the the weather is okay. Uh, but yeah, it's always a bit, especially in a long race. I think the the need to find the right pacing uh, is maybe a bit more important. High altitude where the Harder, harder to recover if you have gone too fast in the beginning. You know uh, what the Norwegian rapper Lars Vola says. I'm not so tall, but I ha I'm high every evening. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. For those running this, it's a, yeah, it's a, it would be an interesting uh, experience for sure. Uh, I don't know. You never know really who is used to participate used to race and high altitude and i mean when it's this high it can be some but then of course it's not the area that is this high i think the embargo goes from 2400 and down to 1500 so down to 1500 or more normal breathing i guess but we will see i think the uh, we... interesting not only this weekend but also in the future uh, leading up to the world championship next year yeah definitely um, we will continue on that one uh, in the next epi episode.
uh, we have not uh, haven't uh, had a meeting on that, but uh, I think uh, we should uh, maybe uh, have uh, the history of the week, uh, starting from next episode with a fun his- history from the orienteering world. But that could be also a yeah. teaser for uh, next week. And uh, then we will have that uh, going. So yeah, then we will see the many on. friends. Yeah, that's pressure. Uh, maybe yeah. um, we can also have some uh, feedback on that uh, on the Twitter account. And then we will uh, meet again in, uh, in a couple of days. See. What do you think about that? Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I really need to start thinking now. Find something that <laughs> is uh, both funny, but uh, also uh, possible to tell. <laughs> In, uh, uh, with an audience. Yes, thank yes. you a lot, Ivo. And then we meet again in a couple of days. See you later. Ivan might not be the best runner in the family, but he is the best talker. <laughs>